Hey everybody, welcome to the seventh, 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 seventh Battlecast. Yay, seven! Uh, I think we might have everything ironed out. For ninety to ninety percent, ninety percent of this uh, audio stuff ironed out now. I would hope that's uh, only number I seven. So. Oh, well, we have uh, we've invited another friend over. He was uh, he was here for a last debauchery, which for some lo- reason we had a lot of uh, technical difficulties and we lost it, but. One of them was brave enough to come back. We have Matt with us. I think we uh, rambled too much the last time. That's why. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, the computer was just like, I've had enough. Let's just end it. Yeah. End it quick. It just couldn't handle me. That too. Maybe. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's see. What did we talk about? What, well, let, let's just start it off. We always start off first. Matt. Matt's the only one on the ball tonight. He's actually pointing. So let's start. All right. So what do we always do? We always start with the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255 for Veterans Press 1. Uh, or you can text the talk, 741-741. You can text the BLUE, B-L-U-E-T-A-L-K-H-E-L-P. So BLUE, help, talk. What was the other one? Whatever you want. Text yeah, so 741-741. Yeah, someone will get back to you. Or Chris's favorite three numbers. Nine one one. Matt, you want to just be the program director? You just point at whatever we're gonna do. Take I'm pretty over. good at pointing. All right, I cool. could do knife hand if that makes you feel better. Oh yes, it does. That's that's a military term, knife hand. Huh. Do you know why? No. Because when you point at somebody, there's only one pointing at them and three pointing at you. Ah. I, I it doesn't make sense, but that's what they taught you, right? Huh. No, I I just know that knife hand is serious talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right, so Matt, uh, tell us a little about you. Oh, I was a uh, mechanic for the uh, SF unit out in Colorado for, oh, five years. I was in for a total of six and a half, but I, I don't like counting the time in Korea because that was just, uh, it was all a blur. But you did the one year, it's still one year tour in Korea, right? One year as far Matt? as I know, it's one year. Yeah, all right. Well. Any more than that, and I think you actually go insane. But uh, down yeah, we we talked about that before. I, no, because a lot of we're gonna recap a lot of stuff that nobody even knows about because it wasn't here. So we'll just pretend that it didn't happen. So I'm obviously the the veteran generation before you. I was uh, pre nine eleven. You are post nine eleven. So in Korea, when friends of mine were in Korea, they had like the eight ball jackets and like knockoff leather stuff, and you know Timberlands in fifteen different colors. You pay like twenty bucks for it. Do you have any of that stuff? I did not. No, your roommates did though, didn't they? Oh yeah, there was people in the barracks that they'd go buy, you know, what they thought were four hundred dollar boots for ten bucks, and they thought it was a steal, but they fall apart two weeks later. Yeah, exactly. They looked really good when they were sitting on top of their, uh, on top of their bunks. Oh yeah, they're all. You know what it is? It's just uh, it's knockoff trophy. That's all it is. Real knockoff trophies. So, but now, um, so we usually ask people that, that when they first get here, uh, where's your favorite duty station or R and R or where's the best place you've ever been? Mm. I'd say number one for R and R would be Germany. Nice. Okay. And I also stayed there quite a bit back and forth from deployments. Any particular reason why it was your favorite? There's delicious beer. Matt's that guy that when he comes to your house he brings more than enough beer for him and he leaves it strategically because he knows it's his booty when he gets back. He's always gonna have stuff here that when he gets here he'll have it again to drink. You're going to need a second fridge soon. Yeah, no, we actually do have a, we have the second fridge downstairs, but we're going to need a second, second fridge. So. 
So that would make it a third fridge. No, 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 no. It's it's a, it's just an extension of the second fridge. It's pas deux. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny that we segued into that, but not even planned. But now studies say that well, Chris sent me this at midnight one night, so obviously I think he was drinking. But a study he found stated that if you drink alcohol, it's easier for you to learn a foreign language. So it says, uh, picking up a foreign language could be as easy as having a drink, according to a study published by the Journal of Psychopharmacy, some long-ass word. Oop. Nice one. So uh, but Fox 25 News uh, put it out. So they're saying that if you consume al- alcohol while trying to study a foreign language, it actually works for you, which I don't know. I, I've spoken many languages while drinking alcohol, but none of them are real languages. What's your take on this, Matt? I'd say it's true. Yeah? I've spoke Italian, German, uh, every language that there was in the surrounding areas of Africa I've been to. Uh, but my English gets worse. Yeah, well, that's always. You know what they say? The English is actually a very hard word uh, language to learn because we we have like five words that mean five different things. They're spelled the same way. We use them in different contexts like... Um, like the swear I just said, that's been used like six different ways. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, if you talk to other people, like I was stationed in, in, in uh, like back and forth, like three years in South America, and I never really picked up Spanish because of the fact I can't roll my eyes. You know, it would have been more romantic if you could. Yes, that's true. I was lonely there. But you're also from Massachusetts where ours don't exist. Exactly. All right. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. That wasn't helping at all. No, because they were like, no, you need to roll your R's. And I'm like, roll my what? Like, roll my what, what? Yeah, because, no, we don't use ours. And exactly in one of the other podcasts, we actually talked about this. We did. I believe it was number four. Yeah, we talked about the, the accident. We talked about how my daughter would make me call her up because she has a New England or actually a New Hampshire accent. And we would talk about it and she would call me up and ask me to say lobster. Or uh, daughter, so and they would all laugh. I did like ten girls laughing on the other side of the phone. So, ka. yeah, ka. But yeah, no, we've we've talked about that. Um, so Matt, this is Chris. You should probably ask him because you were the one who came up with the questions. So ask him. All right. So Matt, how'd you find Hidden Battles? Uh, well, my sister had sent me a link to, uh free tickets for vets and first responders to go to a Lowell Spinners game. And so that's how I met Scott. And um, it kind of just went crazy after that. It blossomed. It did. It blossomed after ve- that. Right? Into a very beautiful friendship. It was very nice. Like, it was, you know, it started off as like a really ugly caterpillar that climbed up the tree of hidden battles and cocooned itself and metamorphosized into this beautiful butterfly we call the Hidden Battles family. One uh, wing's bigger than the other. You know, yeah, that's just genetic. It's a little so. deformed. Yeah. But, yeah, no, so, yeah, no, that that actually, uh, now that I think back, yeah, that was the first one we met you. And um, and just a little backstory, um, Matt's sister is actually married to an ex-co-worker of mine who's a police officer, so I think that would probably be uh, another connection as far as the first responders, veteran thing goes. But, so, since then, what programs have you been involved with, and what do you think of them? Oh, well, let's see, there was the Little Spinners, which was fantastic. And then uh, I think after that was uh, the cornhole tournament. That was a that was a big one. Yeah, yeah. That was a great time. And you and, and you and your your life mate, 
Uh, you guys do the cooking, couples cooking classes all the time, right? Uh, yes. She oh. she doesn't agree with how I like to cook things because I enjoy using you're, all of the garlic. You're more of a sculptor. I am. I like to decorate the plates. Yes. There's a fancy word for it, and I don't remember what it is. Yeah, your presentation is is completely it's phenomenal, it's amazing, and, unbelievable. And because of my sister's that she's classically French trained in culinary arts, that when you impress her, then it, it's impressive. Exactly. Yeah, and you know what? And that's what it is. It's like when you bring your plate up, it's 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 a work of art. You almost you don't want to eat it because you don't want to ruin it. True. Right. It, it's, you, you it's know, life. It comes to life on the plate. Yeah. Exactly. And then a lot of times you can get Chris to model with him. Yeah, I actually saw one. One there was a picture of Chris, and he went to look like he was actually going to take the biggest bite out of it. Oh, and it I is. was like, wow, that's. I'm like, that's kind of crazy. It was delicious too. Yeah, it, well, it looked delicious. It was. I'm trying to yeah. think. Was that the mac and cheese? I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, the mac and cheese. Yeah, because I think delicious. you guys have done what three class, four classes, right? Three. Three. Piccata, macaroni and cheese, and Cocovan. Cocovan. Yeah, yep, that's right. Okay. Oh. Which uh, the next one is actually in the planning stage now. Um, we do. My sister's got some scheduling things going on, so it, which kind of we pushed it off a month, which kind of sucks because uh, because um, what happens is um, people get really, especially when we change it to Saturday nights. Now it turns into a date night, and it's actually more fun for people to come out and join us. So, but and for those that are uh, listening or trying to figure out what the bell is, we've decided to incorporate the bell just in case. Uh, a we plug anything. Yeah, and B, lot. when we may or may not have a word slip and uh, say something that is not appropriate. So, uh, now, Matt, do you think that the programs that we have have been helping you? Yes. And do you, have you had ongoing friendships and making new friends at all of them? Oh, yeah. But see, I mean that, and that was one of the reasons that we we that we developed our programs is the fact that like community, that sense of community, and we and we say that a lot. We say a lot of, you know, when the guys get out of the military, there's that loss of sense of community. And I think that with the cooking programs, you do you meet that dysfunctional human being who, you know, signs a check to say, you know what, here's my life, and I'm going to do it for the betterment of my country. So when you meet those common, you know, common people that, you know, it, it seems to work for you. And obviously it did well, um, for Matt. Uh, I mean. He's probably the craziest one we've met, but no, I mean he fits right in. And well, we'll see. Then the the only problem is now, now Danielle, my girlfriend, looks at all three of us and goes, "You you guys are all brothers. There's there's no, you were just separated at birth." Yeah, yeah, exactly. In, my philosophy on that is that because I've thought about it. So this is the way I look at that one. So it's almost like we were in a in a plane crash. Right. Um, we were all raised by three different types of families. And Chris was raised by a fine English family with money. So he was very educated. I'm not sure about you, Matt, but I was raised by wolves. Kind of in that, um, I don't know, that jungle book type of experience. What about you, your family? Uh, so there's a very large uh, dump, like oh. landfill. In, okay. uh, you New York. like Wreck-It Ralph? You like Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, like, the biggest landfill in the United mm. States. I I probably grew up in a in a refrigerator there. Oh, nice. Okay, it adds character though. Yeah, yeah. All right. You okay. get to pick a lot of different deodorants. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite? Oh, they all taste good. <laughs> I was gonna say clear or that white chalky stuff that leaves the the residue under your arms. No, 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 no. That is the worst ever. Remember, it was like that was like the eighties. That was huge in the eighties. 
which uh, Christmas white crusty stuff. Yeah, your, and then you'd have like the yeah, and they'd have like the those like balls look like mothballs hanging off the armpit hair. Yeah, it's armpit dingleberries. Yeah, that's so gross. I don't understand how anybody, any of your friends, let you go outside with those tank tops on with that just hanging out of the bottom. It just didn't make that's any sense. That's why you don't wear tank tops. Yeah, just you speedos. Just cut the sleeves in speedos. No, no, no. just speedos. Just speedos. So, uh, you said you were with um. Uh, Special Forces Group out in Colorado, which is, uh, every, if anybody knows the military, it's 10th Group. So what did you guys do for fun out there other than Special Forces crap? You mean in Colorado or in general? In Colorado, yeah. Oh, we had to go skiing, snowmobiling. I used to go out on the boat, just about the boat I had, about every weekend. Yeah, Fishing Game had a uh, nickname for you, right? Yes, they did. Care to share? Uh... I guess I could. It's uh, Captain Rowdy. Oh, okay. And what was the reason for that? You, we got to remember. So you have to like, so, like paint the picture for us because this is obviously not a uh, visual show. It's an audio show. So describe why you were Captain Rowdy. Uh, so I found myself going more towards um, the fashionable European swimwear known as Speedos. Uh, so my best friend Kyle and I, we have donned our Speedos many times out on the boat. and um, Which, funny enough, the the gentlemen that are all around the lake hate it, but there's significant others, mostly women. Um, there was a, cute, a, a few swingers that, you know, they they really wanted Kyle, but the, the women loved it, and I just did it because it made, made people feel uncomfortable, and I really didn't care. You know, but that's the thing. We've talked about this off microphone. Women are worse than men. And they it's, they can say guys are pigs and guys. But there is no, um, I'm telling you, when there's no phones around with cameras. But now, wait a second. We're going to start now, an argument here. I no, can tell. I don't, I don't care. It's my show and your show. They're both laughing. Show. So, yeah, we do have we do have an extended audience. We have um, we have Janet, uh, Janice, and we have uh, Danielle. It's, it's Chris, his girlfriend, and Danielle is Matt's girlfriend. And, uh, and I have... Craigie, so um, who's his son? Yeah, so which his proves, which proves, yeah, so yeah, he's the director of chaos. Um, but no, so like, it, you know, and I've seen that. Like, spring break is women are psychotic, and like, we now what was the lake you were on in Colorado? Uh, we went to a whole bunch of them. All right, there was that like a party cove one. Uh, yeah, the main one we'd go to was the uh, Pueblo Reservoir. Okay. Oh, all right. Which, uh, silly enough, is in Pueblo, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what was that? Um, there was uh, when I, we were younger. There was like some infomercial that always said, um, "P.O. Box, blah blah blah, Pueblo, Colorado." What was that? I'm gonna find out, and I'll have it for you the next one. Oh boy! Don't worry. But no, like when I was in uh, when I was in Missouri, when I was stationed at Fort Leonard Wood, we had Lake of the Ozarks, and it was Potty Cove, and every weekend, Friday, Saturday, into Sunday afternoon was spring break. You know, every weekend. All, well, sometimes they roll into Monday. You just call. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, call in sick. Yeah, there'd be days that you would wake up on a boat, and it wasn't even us, with women who were very well behaved. Yes, rumor has it. It's just something I read. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. study show. Yeah, exactly. So, what was what was the, like the t- for for tenth group? All right, would you guys have safe? Well, obviously, you're supposed to have safety briefing. What would a safety briefing from tenth group go? And for those for those who don't know what uh, safety briefing is in the military, before you go away on the weekend, uh, your sergeant major or your first sergeant gets up in front of the whole platoon and uh, tries to read if they can, uh, tries to read a safety briefing on what not to do, what to do, 
what to stay away from, what's going to get you in trouble, and it usually consisted of uh, STDs, drugs, alcohol, getting arrested. Don't beat your wife. Yeah, don't beat your don't wife. Don't beat your buddy's wife. Yeah. Uh, don't pull it out for someone that's not yours. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, don't no, beat your dog. Yeah, don't get no UI. But so, th- so that was the normal one. So with SF, what is it? Don't bring C4. Uh, don't, you know, take a tank. We didn't have safety briefings. Uh, I, all right, so that was. They're it. just like we'll see you on Monday. All right. Okay. Yeah, a whole different huh. set of rules. It, it yeah. really is. Yeah. I think I may have had two safety briefings the entire time I was there, oh. and those were when I first got there. Okay. Oh. And so it's just. Don't go traveling off base if you have no idea where you're going. Yeah. So I immediately got in my car and left. When I was in Panama, that was we were down there with um there was a drug task force that was down there at the time. And it was drug task force four eleven. But when we were down there, the safety briefing for us was pretty much don't go over the bridges of America. The end. That was the first thing we did. A lot of ours was don't go to blah 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 gentlemen's club. And oh, usually yeah. it's because there was a stabbing. Yeah. But wasn't it great, though, because they would tell you not to go to these places, which would make it more intriguing. And then they would tell you, don't go to, say, for instance, the Fireside Lounge, which anybody who was stationed where one of the places are, you would know what the Fireside Lounge is. And they would tell you, do not go there. The MPs are out front waiting for you. But there was a low crawl trail from, the, like, I think it was like Caldor. There's always a secret entrance. Yeah, and they would actually, and when you just said this, always the back door, mm-hmm. right? Back so, door is always safer. Yep. So yeah, but so now wh- when you were deployed, what was one thing that you always uh, looked forward to? Was it a certain meal? Was it uh, like care packages that came over? Besides going home, uh, definitely care packages. But it also depends on who was sending the care package. Mm-hmm. And what are some things that uh, you would find in a care package that would be of use? Baby wipes. Oh, hands 100%. down, best thing you could send. Yeah. Baby, baby wipes. wipes. Yeah. Baby wipes, toothpaste. If you don't have a way to take a shower, mm-hmm. say the shower just broke and me being the mechanic hasn't fixed it yet, you got to take a baby wipe shower. Being a combat engineer, we actually used to build shower points. What would you guys use? Would you use a pressure washer? No, we'd go into town, buy this big water tank, and yeah, yeah. have some African come out and set mm-hmm. it up yeah. on this. You know, have them weld up a tower, not using any welding protection at all, so it was great. Yeah. Yep. And then we just kind of gravity-fed water, and we had a uh, instant, or I guess it was a rather instant water heater, except it was a little delayed. Yeah. But. Yeah, we used to, we we do is we take the water buffalo, which, which was drinking, uh, and then we would retrofit that. We'd put it on, like, in the back of a, a five-ton or a deuce and a half. Or if we had a crane around, we'd lift it with a crane. But I would tell you the best showers that I ever had off the back of a uh, concrete truck. Like the best. Haven't had to have one. No. That was that was like the best thing for us engineers. So. But, yeah. So, but uh, other than that, what, what you'd say? You'd say gum, toothpaste, anything that actually made you feel cleaner, right? Oh, yeah. Um, also canned food. Yeah. Uh, particularly things that don't have a liquid in them. Uh, most of the time you can't send things with a liquid because mm. that'll go through an embassy and the embassies don't like receiving liquids for reasons gotcha. I'm sure many people could figure out. Yeah, see, but, I think we were luckier than you because obviously, you know, the war on terror, but 
like um my my go-to people would send me out um the, like the little starfish uh or stockist tuna cans that had like a package of relish in it had crackers and and uh and mayonnaise and then cans of beefaroni i think that was like the staple of mine when i got deployed yeah i, I don't really like tuna anymore because after the first two deployments <laughs> i ate so much tuna yeah, that exactly. i am all set for the rest of my yep. life yeah this perfect is, yeah we've talked about the mres chris's you know you've never had well actually you did have one yeah right but yeah oh no he says he had one yeah no he hasn't had the beef uh the chili mac though mm-hmm. but yeah not a, i think the worst one by far was the veggie omelet i you know what i wasn't i was lucky i got out before the veggie omelet i got out before um people became sensitive i think if, if i could find a veggie omelet i would bring it over to you no i'm good it's pretty okay. bad because you can take it out and actually use it as a weapon now here's yeah. a qu- uh, here's a question i wonder what dr kim likes better space food now that he's at an astronaut, or what, um, MREs when he was in the Navy. Are Dippin' Dots still considered space food? I don't know. They were developed for space, so I don't know. I, I want to become an astronaut now. I don't know. I just want Dippin' Dots all day. We could be badass like Dr. Kim. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. what, But see, Dr. Kim's kind of spoiled because it, all those ch- like the facilities down in all the Boston hospitals where he residences, uh, they're really good. Yeah, for his doctorate. Yeah. So I don't know. That guy's way too smart for me. No, I, next he's going to become some classically French-trained chef. Where he's he the next president. Just watch. Food. He should be. He's and I'm going to have to teach him how to do a presentation on a plate. Oh yeah, yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, he's twisted too, so he probably already does. He'll probably actually make his like, like, actually like a diagram where he can actually peel it apart and it actually be, you know, like one of those scientific things where in in grade school you like. Pull a brain apart, and there's the the skull. And he pick the skull apart, and there's the brain. You know, or somehow so. he'd turn a presentation of mac and cheese into a filet mignon. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so let's. He um, is gifted. Let's. Uh, you know what? Let's get an outsider's point of view on this. So, um, this was brought to our attention a little while ago, and it actually really aggravated me to the point that we uh, we had to scrap some material. So the police chief in Hopkinton, Massachusetts. Um, where it's the starting point for the Boston Marathon, decided that it would have been a really good idea to take the license to carry away from three of his officers because they were diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. What do you think about that? That's ridiculous. I think it's the biggest crock of, you know what? I, I No, I didn't do it. I know, so, but I, I, yeah, I, you know. It's, it, it actually aggravated me. Fill in I, the blank. Yeah, we, we reached out to um, some clinicians and, and, you know, being law enforcement, a formal law enforcement, we reached out to clinicians and thought what they said. And the, the numbers, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is the numbers, uh, my source, I'll actually put it in the, in the comment section. But it turns out 3 to 5% of people that are diagnosed with post-traumatic stress actually commit violent uh, crimes. That's 3 to 5%. So then it said that for veterans that have been diagnosed, and now this is prior to and after the uh, the violent crimes, it was 7%. So I, I don't understand the justification on that. And we talked about this earlier and how this police chief here went from getting your back to covering his own butt, and that actually really aggravated me to the point that I actually, well, I actually left for a little while and came back. But that, you know, and that's just garbage. I think that, you know, you're taking somebody who depends on that weapon to do their job to protect themselves, especially in you know society today where law enforcement are targets, that you're actually taking this, this weapon away from somebody or this tool, I'd like to say, this tool away from somebody who needs it for self-defense in defense of others and just throws them to the curb. 
Well, if I'm not mistaken, I wanted to say I read something about it that the three officers that this happened to, they had put in some sort of a, I want to say lawsuit or yeah, some they, sort of a statement. Yeah, they, then they the appealed chief the decision. Went and did this. Yeah, exactly. So this is this is retaliation. Which and, and you know, there was a comment on the article um, that somebody wrote, and I'm just going to read bits and pieces of it here, but. It was uh, written by somebody with the username of Train Buff. Um, Do we know him? I have no idea. Train Buff. Uh, he he's does he like trains? He, maybe, but he uh, he does comment on a lot of things to do with law enforcement and suicide, um, and post traumatic stress. So you know he definitely is out there. Um, but one of the things he said is, throughout my years, I have been working with many officers who have had PTSD, either job-related or uh, when they were in the military first, which gave them a big dose of that before they even came home. Speaking from experience and having lived with PTSD for over 50 years, I can tell you that not once has it ever affected my job performance. If anything, it causes it to become sharper and more focused because my survival instincts have taken over, but my reasoning has never left me. Uh, my decision-making skills are quick, sharp, without thought or hesitation, and they're always textbook spot on. So, I mean, just that right there, uh, I mean, maybe it's different for everybody, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I... I like to go with this. So there's a, another comment to Dan the Vet. He wrote, I work with PTSD, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder veterans. I attend seminars focused on what PTSD is and how it is managed. If you have 200 vets in a police department, uh, the VA studies tell us that 60% are likely to have post-traumatic stress. So my department, when I left, we were 55 guys. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven vets. All right, so seven vets. 60% of those vets are going to have uh, post-traumatic stress. So that was five. Say four to five, right? Yeah. We'll go low ball. So four of them have post-traumatic stress. Um, he said, uh, so where are all the dead bodies nonsense? Uh, more than nonsense. This is uh, a bigot, discriminatory. Um, they should sue under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Oh, yeah. Uh, one more not-so-articulate comment. The chief is um, the, the bell. So I agree with that guy. Um, listen, you don't do this job. You don't go to war. You don't go at uh, you know, a, a natural disaster and come home the way that you left. Obviously, you're going to have post-traumatic stress. Everybody has some sort of post-traumatic stress, whether it's, you know, one, what a tragic car accident or, you, you know, see a friend die or whatever. You have it, but to, to start stripping the tools of, uh, of survival away from somebody because they have post-traumatic stress, or how about this retaliation, as Matt pointed out, because that, that actually was in the article that they had filed a grievance or they had filed an appeal to a decision that the town made, and that's what he did. And they didn't even live in the town that they worked in, which was even worse that, the, that he did that, so... Uh, that aggravated me a lot. And, you know, a, pr a prime example is um, Burlington PD and Chelsea PD. They have PTSD and uh, stress management programs in place. And so, Well, Boston PD has a great one. NYPD yeah. just uh, started out a new one. Um, so, I mean, so, yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger, and it's getting better. So why are these departments with huge amounts of, say, um, yeah, I mean, like, think about Boston, Boston or uh, New York police. Um, Some of the biggest agencies in the yeah. country. So what do you think? You think that there's a, there's a large amount of, like, um, you know, police brutality lawsuits, right? 
I know that one time Worcester, Massachusetts had the biggest police brutality lawsuits going. They were the most sued police department in the United States. Where was where was all the you know where was all the dead bodies of the of the shootings uh, you know coming out of that? They weren't. Yeah. So this is it, it's complete. Cr- mm, it, uh, it's aggravating. It, it really is, and you know, if you listen to one of the earlier podcasts, we talked about Chief Kai's and uh, Chief Ferrulo, uh, who just retired. From Woburn. Um, from Woburn. Oh, Co- he was one of my instructors in the academy. Uh, yeah, amazing same. guy. Uh, he was unbelievable. Yep. And uh, you know, if you talk to both of them, it's just, I mean, they know what's going on. And uh, once again, Fox Twenty Five News. Shout out to them because they're bringing light to PTSD in law enforcement and first responders. You know, not just the fire department and dispatchers, but also the police department with that one call that they've gone on, which is maybe a baby not breathing or something uh, that triggers something for them. I would say it's, it's more common that, you know, you get guys that grow up in the town that they're working in. So what happens is they're the ones that are doing CPR on their neighbor. And I think that's a huge uh, post-traumatic strike trigger for them. Um I mean, especially, you know, choking or, or something. And they usually they live in the town that they work in. They're at restaurants. How many times have you, you've seen it where, you know, an officer, and you'll see it's like, uh, you know, hero officer off-duty, you know, saves a choking victim. Um, I mean, we're, we're friends with two firefighters that saved uh, a guy who was um, having a heart attack at the Patriots game. Remember that? Yeah. And they did CPR on him right then and there. So, I mean, it's not always on the job. It's still at you performing your job out of uniform, in your uniform. And that's the thing. Don't take away the tools, I mean, to do the job. And that's exactly what it is, you know? It's just like the, uh, what was it, off-duty, was it a Barnstable County Sheriff down, he was at the mall and ended up shoot, uh, preventing a yeah, shooting? Yeah, ex- absolutely. He yep. was off-duty, was going out to dinner with his uh, wife and kids. That was where that person came in crazy. It was like Cheesecake Factory, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I like Cheesecake Factory. It's delicious. Yeah. Oh. But no, I mean, yeah. The exactly. lines are terribly long. Oh, yeah. The only thing is, is they actually got smart and they gave you the, those ringers or the pages to let you know your table's ready that go through the whole mall. So you don't have to sit there and listen to that and, horrible and you know, music. Shout out to them because that, first off, is one of the smartest ideas. I wish I was the one who invented that. I do too because then we'd be actually in your battle bunker doing this. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we'd be uh, next to the pool like, or out on the like, yacht. Yeah, I'd be like, Rick Rubin. Go over there and work that that uh, board for us, because I can't hear the whole. And so, just a thing with the Hopkinton uh, thing, and then we'll move on to another topic. Um, talk it. What are you me? Topic. I thought he said. Did he say talk it? He said talk it. Talk, talk it, it. Right. You me. Uh, only I can mess uh, up words. Another docket. Okay. There All you right. go. <laughs> uh, another topic. I got uh, something funny. How about this well, one? Well, so real quick, the uh, court appearance is going to actually be April twenty third, which. Uh, just so happens to be tomorrow, or maybe... Wait, where is that? Framingham District Court on April 23rd. Mm. And oh, this won't be out by then. Or we, unless we put it out tonight. We'll but put... We'll listen to it. Oh, we're we're going to have to hit up our Facebook page with that. Let's so, flood that place. That's it, ridiculous. You know, um, we'll on our next podcast, we'll see if we can find any updates on it. Uh, reach out to some people that we know that might work in the area. Um, or who may have just so happened to show up and listen to this hearing. There's probably an amazing DT guy out of Waltham who will probably end up showing up there. You know, I was thinking the same thing. So, all right, so let's uh, let's go to New York because as as 
Bostonians and Massachusetts people, we like to pick on New York and because we have that little brotherly rivalry. Um, so de Blasio's at it again. He's going to ban all plastic straws, cutlery plates, bowls, and trays. So no more plastic forks, no more plastic knives, no straws. Now, keep in mind, Massachusetts is a town in Massachusetts. It's actually going to reverse the decision to, out, uh, to outlaw plastic bags in that town because they had voted to get rid of the plastic bags because of, oh, it's ruining the environment. No, no, humans are ruining the environment, and we need to hold people accountable for being slobs and messes and litter bugs and whatever. So now he wants to get rid of single-use plasticware. So why doesn't he just do this? Why doesn't he just go, all right, no more knives, no more spoons, no more forks, spork. Just do spork. Where did the spork go? I don't know. The spork was amazing. Does KFC still have them? I don't. I haven't eaten a KFC in forever, like forever. I, I, uh, the only thing I honestly thought was good at KFC was their potatoes gravy, and then you mix the corn in with it. I like the biscuits. Yeah, those are good too. Make a biscuit, potato, gravy, and corn sandwich. Oh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> Is there one around here? We might uh, need a snack break. Yeah, we'll go get some Marilla, uh, Marilax and uh, everything else <laughs> on the way out, too. So. I just want Dippin' Dots. <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck on Dippin' Dots now. So, so what do you think? I think, I, I, honestly, I think society's going crazy. No more leaf blowers. No more plastic bags. No more you plastic utensils. Wait, you know what we're going to do? We're going to resort back to caveman times, right? And we're going to have to, like, whittle like a spoon out of a piece of wood, and we're going to have to use that. We're going to have to carry it around in our back pocket. Not necessarily. You could just leave the wooden spoon, and it would just go back into the ground. Yeah, this is true. So this is true. I was at a... And know what's good about wooden spoons? You what? can't use them to heat up uh, illicit drugs. That is true, because so. then they burst into flames. Yeah, exactly. It just taints oh. the whole thing. Yeah, you could cool. put a nice stain on it, though. Oh, you know what? No used to carry a wooden spoon around? My mother... She was to crack me with it. Yeah, my how'd too. that feel? Um, it only happened to had a couple times because then eventually you figured out what was going on with that wood ah. spoon. So, yeah, mine, mine was called Mr. Meanie, <laughs> and Mr. Meanie <laughs> broke a lot. Yeah, on my backside. Oh, uh, Mr. Meanie was I, well in my house. It was it was the universal spoon for Kool Aid, spaghetti sauce, and cracking butts. Huh? Well, my mom actually had to make one with a little angry looking face on it i guess uh when i was very small she'd go to mix something up and we had people over and i'd say why are you using the spanking spoon <laughs> so then it was mr meanie after that that is actually a true story i believe it i, I was actually saying that to my mother not too long ago i'm like you remember you used to hit us with spoons she's like i never hit you with a spoon and me and my sister's head spun around like it was you know we we're gonna die like an owl and she's like, I never did. I'm like, hey, you used to hit me with the, the orange Tyco racetrack, um, that Hot Wheels racetrack stuff. I'm like, whatever she could get her hands on, you know? But I guess that, that also comes, causes amnesia, so we it should learned probably you get good. into that. Yeah. yeah, you learn eventually. So. Have you guys ever drinking out of a straw made of, like, paper? Have you ever had one of those? Yeah, no. actually, I, I actually like the soda fountain straws, the paper straws. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I kind of like them. You know why? Because it kind of forces you to drink your, your drink faster. I don't like soda. It's bad for you. 
But like I went to <laughs> I went to a Dunkin' Donuts the other day and they had I'm paper that as a straws. Yeah, because they're trying to get rid of plastic straws. Yeah, I, I understand you that. You know, one turtle gets a straw stuck up his nose, right? I know, I know. And, I, oh, you know, and there wasn't even a straw, it was a pen. We're not getting rid of pens, are we? Well, where did they find that turtle? Was it down in Miami? Because it there could have been a Coke been, straw. Yeah. I was going to say, it could have been something different. Yeah, because I, I actually saw that sea turtle, and I love animals, but I saw that. And the guy has a pair of plies, and he's trying to pull it out of his nose. No straw that's been floating in salt water or up a Is turtle's lodged nose, that far up. Up a turtle's nose to the point that you need, and he's breaking it off. Like, I, I, you know what? I take a straw out of a wrapper too quick, and I put a crease in it, and when I start drinking my my uh, my iced coffee, when it gets to a certain level, I'm not getting anymore because it's coming out of the out of the crack on the side. <laughs> yep. so there's no way that this guy is using a pair of needle nose plies to try to unless it's one of those Oreo cookie straws. Yeah. Because those things are indestructible. Well, but if it was one of those the McDonald's shake ones, mm-hmm. they're huge. It would have helped him breathe better. This is true, yeah. Yeah. Would have actually it would have been like a breathe rights trip. Exactly. All right. So no turtles would sleep apnea if you have straws, right? <laughs> so Oh, that's awesome. No, so, but no, uh, what else are we going to talk about? Did you hear around? about the ninety year, 95-year-old veteran that just graduated from high school? Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I believe it was, what, Saugus? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, he's actually, what the, he was uh, the li- uh, last living member of the first Navy SEAL team. Yeah, he, he turned went. 94, celebrated his 94th birthday, uh, Bill Dawson. And uh, did you... Yeah, NBC Boston. So many great things come out of NBC Boston, don't oh, they? Oh, that's a that's another one. That was um, not that wasn't Saugus. This guy looks. I, that was a that was something else that he did. This guy here, if you look at a picture of him, I wouldn't mess around with this dude. Even though he's he's got oxygen in his nose. Where where was he from? Because it wasn't Saugus. Uh, let's do do do. Um, well, let's read a little about him. Uh, when he was 17, he joined the Pacific Theater of Operations during World War II, and he remained there until the Japanese surrendered in '45. He wrote a book before there were seals, there were frogs. Oh, that's nice evolution. Uh, let's see. Uh, after returning home from war, he joined the D.C. Fire Department. He served there for 20 years. These are the guys of the greatest generation. These are the guys that sit there. They go and do more than enough at war, and then they come home and do more than enough as regular people would do. Um and then he says why he became the fire department. He said it's part of the brotherhood in the fire department that's one. Um, he said uh, he's done a lot for our country and our community is what one person described him as. And it, it is. It does. It goes back to that brotherhood, that community that he's uh, that he's in. And he said um, one of his granddaughters said he would talk about the hour, uh, talk to you for hours about all the travels he did, all the experience he gains, and he was just really proud of his service. Which, if you were a, a frogman before they went frogman technically, then yeah, you should be proud of your service. Then anybody that's, I mean, if you were a mechanic, if you were a cook, a combat engineer, you should be proud of your service because everybody relies on you to get everything done. But yeah, this guy's just a, a bad. The other one was, was the uh, World War II vet uh, from the, he was a Navy vet, uh, Peter DeCaru who graduated f- from high school in Saugus. Oh, wow. Nice. And uh, it, back in 42, when he was 17 years old, he went to war. Uh, he was stationed in Japan when the pre- peace treaty was signed and served on four different Navy ships. 
Uh, he just graduated from his high school in Saugus. Good for him. So nice. That, you know, that's awesome. And that, that just goes to show you that if he can do it, anybody can do it. Absolutely. There's Yeah, there's no limitations for you. E- even if it takes 80. So listen years. to this. The feds, every once in a while, we have to point out something that the feds do right. Uh, the feds actually um, came to Las Vegas, and they started a mental health program for... Uh, and it would actually be the Department of Justice. Uh, Justice. So they went to Las Vegas Police Department, and they did a, a mental health issues adjustment for the officers that were involved in the Vegas uh, shootings back in October. Was that a country concert that that happened at? Was October in 2017? Yes. Where that guy went up into, which I still is. So I, I'm still waiting for all that stuff to come out. It, It'll never come out. No way. That was... I, I'm, I I'm not a conspiracy that. theorist. No, there was definitely something going something on with that. something different happened. Yep. So where that guy somehow got pallets of ammunition and long-range rifles and stuff up into a hotel room and somehow simultaneously shot out two windows at two different times at two different crowds of people. With the bullet button. Yeah, with it. Yeah, with the bullet. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, so the uh, Department of... Um, of Justice went in. They started a program, and they're getting all those guys help, which... There's another great department that's actually doing something for their guys and their mental health issues. Because if you think about it, there's nothing worse than that in a battlefield. It's just a different location, you know? Yeah, that's true. Hey, that's true. you an Instagram guy? I could lie and say yes. No, you're not. There was I, this, I have one. There was a guy, and um, I forget what his name is now because he's just not relevant. But during that whole thing, he was he claimed to be a Navy SEAL... Uh, he was this rich guy. The guy was ripped. He was always on boats with, you know what I'm talking about? He was always on boats with, like, all these rich and famous people, churching it up. During the, uh, during the shooting, he actually was live casting, running away. And then people started commenting, you're, dude, you're a Navy SEAL. Why don't you get back in there and get in the fight? You know, go back and help. So then he found two, um, two uh, Las Vegas police officers, and they were, like, um, down behind Jersey Bar, and he ran up to me. He's like, give me a gun. The guy's like, what? He's like, give me a gun. He's like, I'm not giving you my gun. He's like, I'm a Navy SEAL. Look. And he pulls out this, like, little card he had. And he says, look, and I'm also a sworn deputy at this Mudstick, Mississippi place. And he's like, the guy's like, I don't know you. Get the hell away from me. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've never heard of, uh, about this guy ever again. Yeah. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to Google him right now, and I'm going to say it. And then he's probably in jail for impersonating. Oh, the guy was such a knucklehead. And Arruda's like, oh, look at him. Um. Well, since you were talking about the Department of Justice and whatnot, and seeing how another department's doing something for their guys, the only thing I could think of was when the the government shut down and whatnot, the uh, Department of Defense, all their guys were getting paid. And then uh, you had the Department of Homeland Security, Mm -hmm. which also covers the Coast Guard. Yep. They were not getting paid, which to me... That means the Coast Guard's not part of the military. You know what? Not actually, that they're not important. Yeah, but they're not in the same class. I I agree with you. I, they are part of the. Um, it just solves the debate. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It no, it was it. It's like the Department of Interior. What that would be, you would say, right? I'd say so, they're like the 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 they're the child from the second marriage. Yeah, I thought that would be the Marines. No, no, no. That was the, the that baby. was the neglected. Middle child. Well, we had we had talked about this. We, like I was talking with somebody today, where we said um, we said the Air Force is like the favorite. They're like the Masha Brady of the uh, of the service. 
They get all the best stuff. They're treated the best. Obviously, they're praised the most. And then you have the Navy, and the Navy's like, oh, you know, they're so great. And then you have the Army, and the Army's kind of like that. The parents really don't like each other anymore, but you know what? But you know what? Hey, he's good at sports, and look, he does a great job. And then they have the, the, I really can't stand this kid. He, you know, we're lucky he can actually even, you know, tie his shoes, and and that's really the hand-me-down Marine. Well, and, and then it. it's because they put him in the corner too much, and so then that's, you know, they leave him alone so they could color, and they come back, and all the crayons are missing. <laughs> but their teeth are rainbow fresh, right? All right, so this guy's name was Dan Bazarian. You guys remember that guy now? Yes, now I do. Dan Bazarian. He had like at one point he had like a million something followers. Uh, prior to the shooting, and then after that, plummeted like everybody. And this guy was living like the life of, uh, like, he was ridiculous, he was like a rock star. You know, he was on boats and all this other stuff. He's like, you know, pictures of him shooting off, like in Miami off the back of a yacht, like a sixty foot yacht with two saws, and the guy's like ripped and tattooed and everything else. And now I'm a Navy SEAL. I'm a Navy SEAL. However, um, I want to say it was Dakota Manning. Um, Fanning? No, 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 not the, not, who's the, uh, who's the, um, um, Congressional Men of Lana winner, um, uh, married to Bristol Palin. Couldn't tell you. Oh, my God, I'm, 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 I'm on the ball tonight with our names tonight, huh? Well, he ended up calling him out, and he actually said to him, uh, he's like, I'll even challenge you a fist fight, and so did Tim Kennedy. Um, I want to say it's Dakota. Is it Matthews? No, Dakota Mayer. That's him. You know that guy? No. What? Oh, he's, oh. he's a good dude. You should check him out. Um, so, yeah. Does he have a mullet? It almost looks like he had a mullet yeah, in that second picture. Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely he's up in the uh, the Alaska area now. Um, yeah, he's part of the... Well, he was part of the whole Palin... Um, crew there and then he got divorced from bristol so hey, aren't you doing like some type of a vote for a mullet or something yes i am yeah oh this this you know what it's funny i feel like i'm in home depot right now because there's birds flying all over the place in here i know you can hear them yeah um so so tell us what the what were our options off of voting uh so you can either vote for the mullet now mm-hmm. um we're calling it the mullet 2019 uh it's gonna be great it's going to be huge. Yeah. And then uh, the other option is I wait and yep. cut it later towards nice. probably about the, the late spring, early summer. Now, my question of is. 2020? No. no. <laughs> oh. Now, my question is what would you cut it into? I would probably just have to go find a barber and say, I want the best mullet you can do. I actually have. There are a, a lot of so different either styles. a mullet now or a mother mullet, mullet later. later. So, so where are they going to let the mullet manifest into something miraculous, like the mane of a unicorn, or we're going to just go for it now for and it now? let it? It will still grow into the greatest mullet. So, what you're going to? Yeah, all right. So you're going to train. So you, what you want? You're going to try to get a pony and hope it, it spurts the unicorn. <laughs> yes, and it grows up to be magic. Exactly. It okay. will be magical no matter what. All right. So are we are we going for a unicorn or are we going for Pegasus? Because I think if you let it cut now, you'll have a unicorn. But I think if you go later, you'll have Pegasus. See, and then this is this is what the vote's for. I'm gonna, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going for. I'm Either waiting, way, Danielle's behind wait. me, shaking her head. Wait, wait, and she's wait thinking of seven different ways to kill me. Yeah. We've already come up with eight. 
That's more than I can count. I was in the <laughs> army. You keep forgetting yeah, that. Yeah. But he still has all his fingers, so he is a he is a, a successful marine. Uh, a, yeah, successful soldier. So, so wait. All right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna put, we'll put the vote up as poll. Yeah, we'll uh, put it up on our Facebook page uh, by the time this gets up. Why don't we do it now? We can do that now. Yeah, we'll do it. This will be a teaser for the for the episode. So mullet now, mullet later, and I'm gonna say we should dub it Unicorn or Pegasus. Unicorn or Pegasus. Wow. Judging by the look that Danielle's giving me, Scott, do you have an extra bed? I do. I you may can, have to you stay can sleep over. in the battle bunker. We sleep down here. Got a fridge full of beer already. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to say that. We, we'll, we'll do that. So, so as of right now, the running tally for the mullet and wait longer, we have 14 or 13 for mullet. Wait longer, we have uh, six and Craigie for one. So I don't know if Craigie has more clout. Um, but, of course, he, he couldn't pick up his mind. You know what? But, but Craigie's a patient man. He's a patient four-year-old who realizes that if he just waits a little longer, Danielle will kill you, and him and her will ride off into the sunset. Well, see, see, and that's where I think you're right and you're wrong, mm. because if I do it now, then I'm dead, I'm out of the way, mm. and then he can just swoop in and steal her heart. Yeah. But who am I kidding? You know, he's already got her heart. Yeah, that's true. So it doesn't matter. And he won't. I, he, I don't think he look. Well, everybody looks good in a mullet, but I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know how we wait. She loves horses. How could she not love a mullet? A horse has a mullet. We're in New England. It's a different uh, equestrian culture out here. Yeah, but if you look at a horse, it has short hair on its head. It has got a big long mane. Like it's a mullet. The horse is a mullet. So we're gonna put this on for one week. It's gonna be let it grow mullet later. Or mullet cut now. Yeah. That could work. Yeah. I'm going to say. And then we'll announce, though, the results. Yeah. And then the people have chosen. That when the yeah. people choose, so this is, this it's poll, on the people. This poll ends in one week. Uh, when are you looking to get this done by? Um, you know, I'll probably get it um, probably like the late evening, May 14th. Because so. I'm due to fly down on vacation May 15th. And um, I just want to show the airport what America looks like. All right. So yeah. I will put it till May 10th okay. at 9 p.m. I actually happen to be friends with my barber and Craigie's barber. And I will have him cut your hair that night if that's the way that the vote goes. I'm down for it. All right. All right. Plug out to I Alex the barber in Pelham, Massachusetts, uh, Pelham, New Hampshire. So I will also need um, some sort of protective detail. Okay. I don't know if you can make that happen. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are in New Hampshire, so everybody's got a gun up here. Yeah, but she has one too. Oh, that's true. Oh. Somehow we'll sit you up in your casket so everybody can enjoy the beauty of the mullet. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. And, so. and if she tries to shave it off, I I know that someone would bring a mullet wig to put on me. Yeah, absolutely. I will get you a red, white, and blue mullet wig. That would please me. How about this? How about, Daisy Dukes. How about we go full Joe Dirt after he lost his hair, and I will get you Dare that. Tay. I will get you. Yeah, Detray. I will get you that uh, that um, braided. I just came back from Jamaica hair wig. Oh, I don't know about that one. I think that would look awesome. Like when you walked, you could hear the beads all slapping together, making that like rattlesnake sound. 
No, I, I still think it just needs to be the full blown <laughs> Joe Dirt mullet. <laughs> okay. With some Daisy Dukes. All right. So basically just go Joe Dirt. Yes. All right. Okay. Then we'll do that. To dirt or not to dirt? That is the question. Or dirt now or dirt later. I wish I could add a I wanted to say, you know, trailer park now or trailer park later, but I I don't know if that would offend people or if they just wouldn't understand what it means. Now see now see the funny thing is is when I was younger in heavy metal, guys had mullets and hockey players had mullets and everything else. And that was like a huge turn on for for uh for like women. They they liked the hockey mullet, right? So and then th- which kind of segues into another thing that we saw. Um so they're saying oysters, which at one time we used to make people aroused and uh, in the mood before the blue pill. They're saying are now treated for, uh, used for treating anxiety and depression. What do you think of that? Find a mullet that you uh, you think you would look good in. I'm going to show you which one. We will he, put a there you go. Boom. Right there. See, my hair's not long enough for that oh, one. Oh, it no. will be. And we'll use a straightening iron for so that. So we're going to put this one on as mullet later, and that's what it would look like. And Is then it, we'll find What does one. it say? East Coast Metal Church? Yeah. Okay. Nice. So what do you think of that? Do you like, are you a seafood guy? I am. I'm not a fan of oysters. No? Okay. What about cooked oysters? No. No. Not at all? No. no. I like sushi and oh, fish. Nice. There's a great sushi place down in, uh, oh, that's just wrong, mullet. So let's no. find, so that was one, if you let it grow, what's one that you'd do now, that would be now? Didn't I send you a cool one earlier? I don't think so. No, yeah, you sent me a link that had Billy Ray Cyrus in no, there. No, 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 but he was, no, there it is right there. Boom. Yeah, that's the Joe Dirt. Yeah, Joe Dietrich. Yeah, you didn't send that to me. No, no, I sent you a better one. I'll show but you I could do that one. Because actually, I think I, I've got the terrible facial hair gene that would go right along with that. Yeah. I think I could just, I could go down to Florida going full Joe Dirte. So yeah. So I'm thinking I'm thinking this is the one that you're looking at right there. That would fit you perfectly. Yeah, but I can't I can't do the little swoosh. Sure you can. You got to get product in there. <sighs> how how is Mark Wahlberg up there? Cuz he got he got the mullet going on. No he doesn't. Kind of. No, that no. That's not a mullet. No, well he's Mark Wahlberg. They got to put him in everything. I'm telling you that guy right there. I don't even know what that guy's name is. No, no but that, that that's the link that you sent me. Danielle, who's that dude? Who's that? Okay. Jan- Janice, you know who that guy is? No? It looks like that tiny kid that did Spider-Man. No, I don't know. He looks like he should be in like some sort of English boy band with like six members. And they all break up and start doing their own thing. And I don't know. You want to put a picture of Billy Ray Cyrus as your first one? Hmm. Actually, that, I don't know. Is that guy from? I don't, I don't know. know. He might. He might just completely ruin my music career that hasn't taken off yet. Billy Ray Cyrus. I think he could only help your music career because that is what he's doing. Is, well, and what he's always done has been horrible. But it shows you how the masses are asses and buy that crap. So, oh wait. So, yeah. Who is that dude? Str- is that the kid from Stranger Things? What Joe Keery? Is that his name? Yeah, Joe Carey from Stranger Things. You need that hair. You need like that Fabio kind of. Yeah, I need some product see, hair. He's he's got the money to have the doctors to to make that hair. I will. You know what? I will make that hair for you. I will come over and I will sculpt your hair. I will make you look like that kid every morning before you go to work. Well, and Craigie, think about it. Craigie wanted to sculpt my hair the other night. Yeah, because he does that to his mother. He makes his mother look like she just got 
run over by a train half the time. So Danielle oh. actually found the perfect one. Yeah, actually, I, th- I was going to send that one to you. Yeah, I saw that. Well, actually, so she sent me the one that I'm going to look like after it happens. That would be me if I had a mullet. Yeah, but see, you won't do it because you're scared. I'm not scared. I just know I can't pull it off. My hair, I go all crazy lion mane. Yeah. I would just have a big bush. There's Chris's mullet. Yeah. See, now all these pictures have to go on Facebook so people know what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, we're putting them up there. I'm going to actually, I'm going to put Chris's face on this one. No, that was a haircut you had as a child. I actually had a mullet when I was younger. So Danielle actually has a childhood photo that looks a lot like this one. Shut up. I am serious, but no long hair on the back. Um, no way. She, she can explain that one. The mushroom haircut. Did you make somebody mad? What? I said, what did you do to deserve that? Oh, see, are we perfect for each other? Yeah, yeah, you are. You guys are just like um, hopeless hair. What about that? No, that's for Craigie. Oh, yeah, okay. Young Aussie grows awesome mullet. That's you don't believe it or not. But see, that's going to be the mullet he needs for the Hidden Battles cruise. Yeah, perfect. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, that's perfect. Absolutely. So yeah, you, you're gonna if you're listening to this now, definitely check out a page if we haven't lost you because we're just rambling. But if you, you're gonna see the poll for for Matt's hair, and I'm gonna tell you, go with the styled mullet. That is that's it's classy. See, I'm Plus, almost I'm almost thinking you could give people extra votes if they would if they want to donate. Oh yeah, one vote, but if you donate, you get two. It could be whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think that's a good idea. I don't. The poll has been created. Sweet. All right. And you even said it for Matt? Yeah. Matt Ayers, one of the foundation's friends and participants, is looking for some help, and we figured we would put it out for a vote. Let it grow, mullet later, which is uh, the picture of the guy with the kind of the long hair with the spikiness. Yeah. Or the mullet cut now uh, from the guy from Stranger Things. I think those are backwards. Are they? Yeah, I'd have spiky yeah. hair if I did it now. Yeah, yeah, they're out backwards. It was a good one though. Yeah, no, I yeah, just switch them up a little. That's fine. Oh. I'm not deleted. But that's you? No, that's Danielle. That's what I mean. That's her. Yeah, she looks like the Dutch boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything because I know there are pictures of me out there that will horrify people. Oh yeah, but I'm not. I'm not bringing them to light. You're just, you're just a glutton for punishment, whipping that out down here. Well, she knows that anything she shows or says, mm-hmm. it yeah. can't be worse than anything yeah. I've shown or said. Yeah. Um. But no, I. I mean, no. So yeah. So, what do you think of that, Chris? You you like to eat interesting food, right? What do you think about oysters, uh, being used to to pre uh to treat anxiety and depression? Would oh, you? You know, if it's an alternative to uh, medication that would be addictive prescribed or, something, yeah. or addictive, um, mm. I'd be willing to try it out. I mean, I'm a big seafood person. Yeah, I'll, me too. You know, uh, it has a lot of B12 in it. And sand. Red Bull also has B12. Uh, sand's just, you know, it's and, there for the flavor. And, and we've, uh, we talked about this. When I was in the Balkans, they had, this is in 2000. I don't know when Red Bull came here, but in 2000 when I was in the Balkans, it had uh, it was Chinese Red Bull. It had Coke in it. 
Well, yeah, Coca-Cola used to have it in there, too. Yeah, no, I know. It shows you how we're regulated and nobody else is, really. How we're, we're worried about our carbon footprint while India is just melting things into the street and whatever. But I mean, if there was actual... If there was pretty sound proof that oysters would definitely help me with any anxiety or depression mm-hmm. i could i could pick up eating oysters yeah yeah i agree oh. no i mean i like oysters we when i used to go to bike week all the time down in florida we used to go to the oyster bar and we'd eat up a bunch of and i'm not talking about the the blue oyster i'm not talking about that I'm talking about like but um but no but here's a funny story you guys might want to listen to and you want to check out man sleeping in dumpster ends up in the trash truck so in uh, McKay's Rock, uh, PA, authorities uh, say a man sleeping in a dumpster was tossed in the back of a garbage truck, and the trash truck was empty. Um, and the worst part about this was his prosthetic leg got lost in the whole, the whole deal. So not only does he fall asleep in a dumpster, which is bad, but then he gets dumped into a dump truck, kind of like, um, what are you looking up? Uh, there's a uh, recent story about this. Oh, really? Did they find his leg? No. No. <laughs> it was in a different place. Oh. <laughs> oh, so it didn't actually get... So what, he like probably had a bender, left the bar, fell into a dumpster, fell, fell asleep there, and his bar closed the bar out? I mean, his uh, leg closed the bar out that night? No. Um, there was a guy that uh, somehow ended up in the back of a... I want to say it was a recycling truck full of cardboard. Like better oh, off where, dead? Where did I hear this? I heard It was this. in mass. Yeah. I just really? can't remember where. Was it Springfield or Worcester? It was a city, I thought. I want to say it was Burlington. You know how, like, you know, a lot of, since we're from Massachusetts, there's a lot of radio stations that up here, and they do, like, Florida, not like the rest of us, or Florida Man or whatever. Do you think they do that around in Florida? They talk about us in Massachusetts, like the stupid stuff that we do? Probably. Because there's, like, everything. It doesn't matter what happens. I say this all the time. If a plane crashes and it only had two people on it, there's always somebody from Massachusetts or associated Massachusetts. If, 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 like, a space station blows up and it was a Russian space station, somehow it links back to Massachusetts. It's just, it's always that way. So it, I, it, we can't be that unique where we're the only ones picking on another state. Somebody's got to be picking on us. Oh, like so your, your story about the dumpster man in the trash truck, that just happened. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yours was a little one, older. But, yeah, that, so that poor, that poor guy ends up yeah. falling asleep in a dumpster. And then loses his leg out of the whole thing. December 6th, 2018. Man rescued from trash truck in Burlington. Is it? But he's getting med flighted out. Well, yeah, he got crushed like twice. Oh. He was oh, okay. Oh, so they did the compactor on him. Oh, yeah. Oh. Thank he was God. in the trash truck and had been compacted at least once. Thank God it was cardboard, huh? At least I think it was. Yeah. Oh. Wait, when was that? What date? December 6th, I believe. Oh, so that was before Christmas. I was going to say, if it was after Christmas, it would have been awesome, because everything that you throw away is compactable after Christmas. Maybe he was just trying to find that, that perfect coupon. Maybe. Yeah, that, that the sales flyer? Mm-hmm. Trying to get, a, like, a hatchable or something? Oh. Huh. I don't know. We'll have to ask Danny about that. He works in Burlington. Yeah, I knew it. I, I knew it had to be somewhere familiar. Yeah. We, well, yeah, we'll just title that segment, Don't Sleep in a Dumpster. But then I, I just saw this thing. There's this artist, and he is uh, he know, he spends like eight months a year in, in France, because that's where his wife is from, and then the other 
four months a year. He uh, lives in New York, and he actually retrofitted a dumpster into an apartment, and he's done it for a bunch of other people. So it looks like a dumpster. It has a bathroom in there. He can actually pull a hose out, and he actually hooks it up to um, like a faucet that he finds on the street on the back of the building. Water. Yeah, and so he does that, and he has like a little outside shower to it and stuff. Um, but it's actually kind of cool. It has a little burner tray and stuff, and he does them for other people. So what are you laughing at? Something I just got sent. Oh. So that's like, that's a dumpster being used good where you don't get crushed and then, oh, that's nice. This, this poor lady's not enjoying it's that. So, uh, <laughs> so, But the best part about this trash truck mm. incident in Burlington, it was early in the morning and a 911 call came in from a man saying he was trapped in the back of a trash truck. So he actually called it himself. Good for him. And they had to, they had to use the GPS off of the man's phone to track down the truck. I'm sorry, but if I was the 911 dispatcher on that, I I, I don't even. No. I'd be like, okay, this is this is a hoax. And there's all those. And hoaxes. with all the spoofing calls now that are mm-hmm. going on, it, yep. it's just it, you don't. Know. Well, and that's what they all thought. And the driver had no idea, so the driver jumped out after all the police cars and everything showed up. He's like, what? And they're like. Supposedly, there's a guy in the back. So once they started, they had to move a lot of cardboard. At first, they didn't believe it. Once they yeah. moved a lot of cardboard, they could see the guy moving. And then, I mean, you didn't hear him screaming? Well, he see, probably had the music blaring. Yeah, maybe. No, I'm thinking, no, what they didn't hear, like, after the truck was shut off, they didn't hear the guy screaming inside. Oh. My favorite's the uh, one in Texas where a what they do is uh, where people park over the line in a handicapped spot. Or park. Oh, this or is have good. an issue parking. Um, the po- local police department in Texas puts a note on your car with a citation. So the note is an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper, and it says on the top, "We noticed you had a little trouble staying in the lines when you parked next to a handicap space." And then there's a picture of their patch. That's uh. You know, black and white. And then it says, maybe if you practice coloring our patch and staying in the lines here, it could help you avoid citations in the future. That is perfect. And instead of giving the guy a ticket, they give this and they humiliate him, right? Oh, no, they got a citation as well. Oh, that's that's awesome. You know what? But, but listen, when I was a police officer and I was a traffic guy, that was like my biggest pet peeve is when people parked in the handicapped spots or the fire lane. Absolutely. I mean, you don't be that lazy. And that was the thing. You would park in a fire lane, get out and go into Dunkin' Donuts. And then when you pulled up behind them and you put your lights on, they're like, oh, I just came in for a minute. And what would aggravate me was the fact that you're parking closer and you're an able-bodied person than the guy who's designated to park in the handicap. Or my favorite are the ones that, um, you know, they have the grandmother or whoever that is handicapped and they take their car, the handicap card's still there, and then they just park in the handicap. Well, yeah, or, or when the grandmother's sitting in the front seat and they're still parked in the handicap and you get out and they get out and they walk inside the store and you're like, what are you, you doing? Know, I mean, it's legal what they're doing, but it's 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 not right. I got to think of a word other than swear. It's, well, it's see, moronic. See, I've I've never really come across a time where it's become a problem for me to park in the fire lane. And it's usually, you know, if somebody comes up and asks me why I'm there. I just hand them my mixtape. It's straight fire. No? No response? So why don't you let us know what's on this mixtape so we can actually go with the whether or not it's straight fire or not. Uh, well, it's actually not my mixtape. Um, See, this Craigie, is where... Craigie 
uh, made it for me. Oh, so, so it's something out of the collection of uh, Daddy Shock and, and all that other stuff. Dora the Explorer. No, actually, you know what he's into now? Imagine Dragons. He like that Zero dun, dun, song dun, by dun, Imagine dun, Dragons. Dun, dun, loves dun. it. Not only that, he loves Crazy Train from Ozzy. Screams Who that. doesn't? Yeah. And then, uh, and then my favorite, The Cult. He's always singing them, too. So. Is Dragon Tales still on? No. That hasn't been on forever. I don't know. Dragon Tales. Is that what, all you could think of? I don't know. I heard Imagine Dragons, and I was like, oh, that was a TV show with dragons. No, Imagine Dragons See, is Danielle's uh, looking at me going, yeah, I was thinking of that, yeah. too. No, Imagine Dragons is uh, they're a, a Vegas-based performance uh, band, and they're actually very good, but they're, they're performers. They put on a great show. Obviously, they're from, you know, the city of entertainment, so, uh, but. No, uh, what was the, uh, he sings, uh, it's one of the newer rock songs. Greggy? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, newer rock song. Oh, um, yeah, he sings um, um, Dance Macabre from Ghost. Yep. He, he sings that song all the time, too. So, I mean, it's at least he's got good taste in music. My daughter, she's like a Post Malone type of person, which I don't even know who that guy is, but I just think when I hear Post, I think of uh, Cereal. So, what are you looking at over there? You got cats and pandas smashing flour. Or what? Ah, don't worry about it. All right. Um, what about yoga with animals? What do you guys think of that? You know, we do have a yoga class. It's just unfortunately, it's not with yoga and or with animals. Well, no, no, no. It's with yoga with people who are, I like animals. But no, so yeah, no. This is like this newest thing, and now yoga program is going to be starting up soon. Um, but we're just trying to nail down uh, times and days that well, works. Well, both for the everybody. women are over here throwing their hands up. I want to say they want yoga with animals. Oh, I thought they were throwing their hands in the air like they just didn't care. So, but yeah, so yoga with animals. I've seen one with goats. I've seen one with dogs. I've seen one with cats. I just think it's, I think it's it's stupid. That's just me. I honestly think that if you should be able, first, I, I like, I need a goat in there to distract everybody that I am horrible at yogurt. Well, and they jump on yogurt. your back. <laughs> I said yogurt. <laughs> I, I do too. <laughs> no, but yoga. Why? It's supposed to be like this relaxing, self-centering, blah, blah, blah. But now we need a goat in there. You know, I mean. I was just say goats have nothing hiding. Actually, I don't actually think they would let you in. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, they wouldn't let me in. Just because I look like Mr. Tumless from the waist down? Well, I was going more for ethnicity. Oh, that's not right. That's <laughs> wrong. You know what? That, I take offense to that. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so Chris actually sent me um, a video. Hopefully, I'm going to make sure my volume's down. It is. So it's it's... So you try to do yoga, and there's like this little kick me dog running around <laughs> licking faces and stuff. It's nonsense. There's listen. I don't want a dog licking my face when I'm not doing yoga. I can think of one person at least that would want that. I can think of two of them. Oh my god! You know dogs lick other things, right? Yes, and that does not stop her. Yet when I want to kiss her, she's like, "Ew, gross." But yeah. Oh my god. But yet, this is these are the same people that do the study to find out what is it what if there's fecal matter in a man's beard, and they're <laughs> grossed out by that. But no, but they'll go like complete it, first generation dog clean themselves to your face. They but, said yes but, to us, but we're not talking mm. about dreads. Oh yeah, I, I'm. 
Because um, that's a that's a different category of yeah, gross. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and dreads are gross because when dreads are made, they use Elma's glue, they use everything, and then there's no ever cleaning it. Well, when they're done sniffing the glue, then they just stick yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't feel that yoga needs... You know what? If you need a gimmick to get people to do yoga, like post-traumatic stress or anxiety or whatever, like we do... I actually saw a woman at work today walking around with a yoga mat. Did you? But from... Uh, a lot of different uh, comedians have listened to. You never ask a woman how, like, where she does yoga or how often, mm. because a lot of times they just carry it around. People like in general just carry them around. They just, oh yeah, I do yoga, and that's where the conversation is supposed to end. Oh, I thought it was going to be like the CrossFit people, no. or the people who no, are no. on those keto diets, or uh, the ones that like, you know, you like you get cornered in the, you know, in a, at a party with them, like a Christmas party, like oh. Like nice CrossFit shirt, and then next thing you know, they they got you in a corner telling you all the gains and all it's that like other the stuff. Family right? you don't want to spend time yeah. with. Yeah, that's the escape. Oh, so the yoga people—they're more uh, more inclusive. They're more like secretive. Yeah. What do you yoga? Hot yoga, bye, and walk away from you. Yeah. yeah. All it's, right, I got gotcha. you. It's like Fight Club. Yeah. Dog we don't talk about Fight Club. Dog face looking yoga, bye. Yeah. Walk away. Yeah. Good one. It leaves you intrigued <laughs> to learn more, but you can't because they're already gone. I want I want the Komodo dragon yoga. Well, you actually have to do yoga to get away from it, because if that thing bites you, it'll follow you around for ten what days about while you die. What the uh, giant python? Did you see that that video of the giant python that escaped in like um? No, it was, no, it was, it was, thinking, no, there was thinking, one today. I'm thinking more moronic. I'm thinking this guy who actually has uh, he has like five ball pythons. One of them is an albino, and he uses them for movies and stuff like that. Well, this ding dong decides to get into the the a cage. Lack of better terms, terrarium, uh, habitat, and he gets in there and he starts talking. And as he's talking with it, he's waving his arms around and be a bobbity boo, right? And he's doing that every time he raises his hand up, the albino strikes him. And he's talking about how nice and calm and relaxing they are and everything else. And there's the guy's talking. He was doing yoga. Him. Yeah, maybe we need ball python yoga. Yeah, I think Matt and I were thinking of the same thing when you said uh, python because the one that escaped and was on somebody's roof. Yeah, because I was watching hot, I was right? watching the news story and this this kid with I I almost want to say I think it's know, eighteen foot frosted tips, but yeah. that would be you know Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Yeah. He had spiked blonde hair on top, and he's sitting there just getting his python back because I guess it escaped and now yeah. it's on somebody's roof. Yeah, and he uh, as he said to the officers, he goes, "Thank you for not tasing or shooting it." First off, how did it leave your house? Yeah. Well, do you remember a while ago? Remember when that rattlesnake got loose in Stoneham? Went into the elementary school? Yeah. So there was a guy who had, who had uh, like, this black market business, and he had collected all these um, illegal reptiles. That Does he, he have a website? The yeah, I think it's uh, it's called Black Market Reptiles, Stoneham, Massachusetts, right? Perfect. I'll, so, I'll uh, look for it. Repti- yeah. uh, black t- blackmarketreptiles.org. Yeah. So, so he, uh, <laughs> and you can actually Google him. He's got a good rating. So what happened was this... Um, <laughs> This Egyptian cobra gets out or with some crazy um, exotic venomous snake gets out and this little kid in kindergarten moves his backpack and the thing's there and the school is across the street. So they end up closing the whole school down. All these animal experts come in to find it and everything else and they find it and then they find out that like the guy has this black market thing going on across the street and the thing got away. And he never and it had been missing for like a week and he never said anything. Well, did they give it back to him? Or they at least give them the money? Well, no. What he, they did is that they took it, and now they do black market reptile yoga with it. 
Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, so it's therapeutic. And I heard it's quite a zing. The best thing about snake bites is um, the sucking of the venom. Yeah, see, I didn't have to um, do any of that. I did. I did uh, go to some places that we had uh, the black mamba. Yep. And the green mamba, and they mm-hmm. go, "You're not going to see the green mamba." Two steppers. Well, they said the green mamba's going to stick into the trees. Yep. You won't see it. And then uh, the day I was the day I was leaving to go to a different location, six foot green mamba just comes dangling right in front of my face. No kidding. Yeah, right out of a tree. That's crazy. Yep. No, we couldn't uh, find an axe fast enough. Yeah. No, I've been to places where you had um, you had uh, cottonmouth, you had um, rattlers. You not scary. Like all those, um, but at least the at least the rattler warns you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the rattler warns you to tell you to get the hell away from it. It doesn't want to have anything to do with you. But yeah, there's a lot of them. Like the two steppers. Um, is that? I think that's is that the cottonmouth? That the two stepper bites you. And you're pretty much done. That's the black mamba. Oh, okay. Well, the baby black mamba, it can't control its venom, and that's it kills you quicker because it doesn't. It understand just lets that all it has, its venom yeah, go. Yeah, rattlesnakes are the same way. The adults that like to have fun with you, mm-hmm. they they put just enough in you that they can eat you. Yeah, exactly. Where what's what's um what, what, now we're on venomous animals. See what we're talking about. Yeah, I can well, tell. We pretty much have no format at this point. Nope. <laughs> well, you know, we ca- we kind of do it like because it's similar we were talking to about yoga, and then it yeah. went to well, animals. So it's fun. similar to almost every podcast. You start <laughs> off you start off heavy. Yeah. With you know all the stuff about suicide and you know the effects and everything else to it and then you kind of lighten it up a little bit and still you're talking about some suicide stuff and joking around a little bit and then you're almost at the end of your podcast and you're lightening it up with anything and everything you could possibly think of yeah that makes sense that's that's our format so uh, i figured it out somebody asked me the other day they're like what is uh so you know we're on a different subject again yeah no 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 we're not no they said to me they said what is a podcast and i said it's like Reintroducing a conversation, I said honestly. I, I said we have become a uh, a society of voyeurs. I said where we live vicariously through Facebook and Instagram and look at people's lives and the pictures, the pictures of their kids and what they had for dinner and you know stuff like that. To the point now, what it's actually come back to now is a podcast is almost is eavesdropping in on a conversation. Pretty much, and, you know, whether or not you want to listen to one particular person's views on something or whether. Uh, you want to see like experiences, military experiences, or police experiences, or whatever. So, I think um, I think that would pretty much sum up what a podcast is. But yeah, I mean, in a in a nutshell, right? Absolutely, it, it's basically just a pre-recorded radio show. Yeah, and you know, our podcast is not just available on Podbeam anymore. It's now available on Spotify and iTunes. Nice. And if you have an iPhone, oh, yeah. Getting a little ding happy. Yeah, I know I am. Uh, or any kind of an Apple product. Uh, and you can't find it on iTunes. You have to get the Apple Podcast app because I found that one out the hard way. You know what? But see, if this is where we go. If you have uh, an Android nope. product, all you mm-hmm. have to do is just Google on the Google machine instead of going through some crazy thing called Safari, right? No, because it's, Safari it's is a hunt to look for things. No, Google, the Google machine, knows exactly what it's going to give you. It's going to give you 58 versions of it where you're going to want too many. But if you Google machine us with an Android product, boom, it's right there. I'll give you one better. You go to our Facebook page, both links are there. I'll give you one better. You have a potato phone. <laughs> you sent me a video the other day, and it came through, and I, I, I think I counted four pixels. Oh, really? 
How many pixels is on your camera? Too many. Um, <laughs> too many. I can't even count that high. <laughs> what what version? When when your phone gets angry, it actually it shuts off, and then you have to buy a new one, right? Uh, no. They actually keep supporting it. I think they actually just cut off the iPhone three software. Huh. Do you have um? Do you have the Malcolm X version of the iPhone? So I, uh, when or you were saying you this, have? I'm looking at Danielle, and she's like going, "What is he talking about?" Danielle, do you have an iPhone? She's also a child. You're an and Android she girl, has right? An Android. Yes. What about you? Apple. Oh God. See, so it's three against three. You're dating an adult. I think. <laughs> either that we either that we just have to switch. <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't think that would work. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. Well, how about this? How about let's let's go one one more. Well, actually, year. if you want to pay all the bills for horse stuff, uh, I'm all set. How about this? Why don't we do Deal this? breaker? I don't know. I don't know. I I think uh, I think Androids take amazing pictures. I, I do think too. They do. Awesome I have a twenty twenty three so. pickle pixel camera. Pickle. Pickle. <laughs> pickle. 23 pickle camera. Listen, I'm the one who's supposed to brutalize the English language. Listen, Will you stop taking my thing? It is currently 8 o'clock at night when yep. we are recording this. and It's actually 8.31. Yeah, I know. I see that. Where I said an hour and 20 minutes. We've been ranting about... Um, but I was up at work at like 5 o'clock this morning, and I'm ready for bed at this point. Your screensaver is nice, though. That's uh, that's nice. Isn't it? Yeah. I will give it's you that. fantastic. Well, you work like a crazy person. You're my white Jamaican. Yaman. So, I mean, you have like eighty-five jobs. You're like, you're like three. Uh, you're like, I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work, and I'm gonna get this amazing bed. And I'm gonna get this amazing apartment, so I can visit it like one to two hours a day, you know. And then I work every other thing. And an amazing girlfriend that I talk to every now and then. Hey, wait, wait. So we got these ding bells because whenever we um we plug something, <laughs> we ding it. Why don't you do a reenactment? What happened when you first got the ding? Well, first of all, in Janice's Janice's uh, her recollection of this was it's been like four days that you've been dinging this bell, and it turns yes. out that you got these delivered yesterday. It's been twenty four hours. <laughs> so yesterday was Easter Sunday, and uh, Amazon actually delivered them yesterday morning. Miraculously, I ordered them. Uh, I think Friday night. Yeah. Um, because we were talking about ding bells about something for the podcast. And I was like, oh, for Amazon, plugs. for the plugs. Yeah, for the plugs. We plug everything. But Constantly we've been plugging. doing it for, uh, if we want to sub it out for a swear. So, yeah. um, you we know. We have to turn that one into like more of a. Yeah, we're going to have to think of something. But uh, I got them, and I was super excited. So Janice ended up uh, running down to grab them at the door. Since they were sitting down there. That was a terrible mistake. Exactly. The first thing that I did was I ripped the package apart. The box came flying out. I took the bell out, and then I just started going. Next to my bed, I I put it right down, and uh, I started doing something on my computer. And then I just went, oh, Janice, oh, Janice, nonstop until she showed up at the uh, bedroom and was like, Yes. And there's some more of those birds flying around in here again. Yeah, I see a few of those. Uh, uh-huh. I might want to get that checked out. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll actually, I'm going to let the cats down here to grab some of them. So. You guys see those too? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was hallucinating. Yeah, I thought no. I could hit it off the head with something. Yeah, so, so you know, that, uh, that continued for a good portion of yesterday, and then when I came home today from work, it uh, continued until I put them in the box to deliver them here. So nice. you can annoy your wife with them. No, no, I, I won't. 
You, won't you've do already that. learned. I no, because I I <laughs> mastered the art of the surprise. <laughs> That's right. I do nothing but jump out of closets. I jump out of, you know, with Nerf uh, guns. No, no, I've I don't nerf gun it. Oh no, 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 different. No, that was that was actually uh, Trooper Connolly that does it with the nerf gun. Yes, his wife. Mm. Who, uh, who we're going to try to get him on here one day. He was uh, he was a, a sniper in an infantry unit. Uh, good guy, but yeah, he legitimately hides in closets and he'll wait an hour for the right shot for his wife to come out and he'll peg her right with it. But no, me, I'm the guy that will hide in a closet and when my wife comes home, I jump out and scare the crap out of her. Or, and I try to, I'm up to two today. I realistically want to, I want to do like four or five. So what is that? Are you she asking thinks, why? She thinks, she thinks that I'm getting ideas from all of say. this. Yeah, this is what this is about. This is what the whole purpose of a podcast is. It's to have a conversation mm-hmm. and, you know, share ideas with one another. Yeah. No, see, I'm not it's getting any It's similar to the Facebook. Successful. It's like the I'm not getting Facebook. any ideas from this. You know what this I've is? i better ideas. This is the oh. audio version of a woman's group chat. That's what this, what this is. Breakfast we club. Will, yes, we will sit around and we will talk about our ideas and we'll brainstorm and we'll try to figure out how everything is. Where women will text each other stuff. Guess what he did today? I want to punch him in the throat. I do, uh, so they how are, did he do this and blah blah blah? Where guys are like, eh, well, this is what I'll get her back. I he have, aggravated me and burnt my dinner, so I'm just going to jump out of a car and scare you know. I have been watching stuff. both of them sitting here, and they've both been on their phones, and I have a feeling there's messages going back and forth between them. But I think one's jealous that Craig is staying with. No, oh, what's this? Oh, okay. I thought he was bringing her a, oh, a, a roofie colada. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it's just a, it's a yoga drink. Notice <laughs> how he's been on this couch 99% of the time. Yep. I don't I don't understand it. No. Danielle's been taking up all the couch space on this one. She's on the smaller couch. Well, and also in uh Janice has one of Craigie's favorite blankets, so. Huh. Actually, where is the Whoopi? The Whoopi is upstairs. I actually have it in a um Hidden temperature controlled temperature controlled room. Um, you know. No, actually, there's a couple of whoobies here, and I know that Marissa's probably got one. See, I think Danielle won't let me get a whoobie because she knows that I will just, I'll, if she goes, you she'll know be what, replaced. get out, yeah, she'll go be sleep outside, yeah, go sleep obsolete. in the doghouse, mm-hmm. I'll be happy. Yeah. A whoobie is a whoobie is basically, it's a blanket of mullet. Exactly. It is, it's a unicorn here. It's, it's, it's a wonderful, magical thing. Nobody knows how it, uh, how it is. Actually, I think it's the second thing that the military has never altered other than color. The P-38, which was the can opener. Did you guys ever have those? No. So it looks like um, looks like a piece of metal kind of shaped in an oh, angle, and it yeah. has a little hook on it. Yeah. Thing's amazing. So so just a quick update before we wrap up. Um, yeah, we're running long. Yep. The vote has only been up 10 minutes now, and we have six votes are in. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to say that everybody goes opposite of what I'm saying. They're saying mullet now. When I say wait, I'm assuming Danielle has made many profiles, <laughs> and everybody's voting. Who for the hell is Danielle Craig? Everybody's <laughs> voting for later. Yes, nice. Six, all six votes. Later. Yep. Isn't that? Something? And I don't even know any of these people. I, I don't know. Let me see. I, this is fake news. Let's see. I know Jim Molson. Oh, I know. I know uh, Jim Mance. I don't know him. Uh, Kara Neogada. We know Kara. Um, uh, Natalia. I don't know. I only know one person there. Jay Pinnell. You know him, right? I think. Uh, well, we're uh, up to. Oh, wait a second. 
Tara Valcourt. Yeah, I know Tara Valcourt. Um, she is uh, not participating correctly. Why? What happened? She picked D. None of the above. Well, uh, there's only two options. Well, your your opinion doesn't matter right now, then. So exactly. Uh, so how do I uh, how do I pick it? How do I vote? You already did. Oh, there we go. I voted. Boom. Hundred percent. So uh-huh. we're gonna uh, wrap up the podcast here, yep. and uh, just like we always do, uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Hidden Battles Foundation. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at hidden underscore battles, Instagram, which is at Hidden Battles Foundation, or uh, on our website at yep. hiddenbattlesfoundation.org. And we have a LinkedIn, which I think LinkedIn is kind of like that distant cousin. You know him when you see him, but you really don't do it. And I, th- I don't know. I just we're st- we're slowly getting into LinkedIn. Yeah. It's just it's taking a little time. Um, if you have any questions for us or want us to talk about stuff, reach out to us on the Facebook page. It's monitored all the time. Scott and I don't sleep. Um, or, you know, shoot us an email, podcast.hiddenbattlesfoundation at gmail.com. Reach out to Scott at hiddenbattlesfoundation at gmail.com or myself, chris.hiddenbattlesfoundation.com. Yeah. And we've got one more thing we want to plug before we go. Why don't you come out and cheer us on for the Run for Troops? Run for the Troops 5K in Andover, 36 Bartlett Street, on Sunday the 28th. I think it's Sunday the 28th. Yeah, 28th. Right? It's Sunday just, the 28th. Yeah. It's this upcoming Sunday. Uh, we're do- It's a 5K run for the Troops 5K. Hidden Battles has a team of 25 that is uh, partaking in it. Um, you will see Scott, myself, Matt, Danielle, their dog Turbo, Leslie. No, no, is Matt going to be there? Or is Captain Rowdy coming? Captain Rowdy can come. Captain Rowdy can come. Captain Rowdy's always down to party. So. Yep. And as always, yep. we will sign off with the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline hotline. 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-8255. Veterans can press 1. Or as always, you can text TALK, T-A-L-K, to the number 741-741. Really, if you text anything to 741-741, uh, there will be somebody there, a counselor from uh, the crisis text line, um, there to respond to you, and it is free. Or, as always, you can call 911 for any emergency or a major crisis that you have. So, guys, once again, we're on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbeam, and feel free to uh, check us out on Facebook, our website, and uh, all the other social media platforms, and we hope to see you soon. All right, thanks for joining, and uh, thanks for putting up with us for again. Uh, thanks, Matt, for coming out. Thanks, Janice and uh, Danielle for releasing the birds. Thanks for inviting me and letting my manager come. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll have you back again. We'll talk some more. All right, thanks awesome. everybody. Take have care. Have a good day, guys.